Hi guys, welcome to yet another amazing episode of my podcast. This is the second podcast of this year and we Lisema will have two at least two episodes every week. So yes, today we'll have another episode and I'm joined by a very amazing guest. Yeah, at introduce at ni nani na kila kitu and we'll get to learn so much from her. So Yes, welcome. The, the floor is yours. Thank you so much, Victor. Um, hello, good people. My name is Joy Ngari. I am a professional makeup artist and a therapist. And I am happy to join you guys here today. Karibu sana, Joy. Asante. Joy, some people may know you. Some people may not have known you. Joy, when a celebrity uku mtandaoni period kweli when a celebrity bana okay so uta maybe you share a little bit about um how your life has been how you grew up and uh, maybe we can be able to inspire somebody today to understand that you know life is full of ups and downs right yeah. and maybe you can share a little bit about yourself how you grew up and, and so on Okay, so I was born in the 90s and um, I was born in a family. I'm born in the 90s. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I don't think I want to listen to this podcast years later. And I'm feeling all old and wrinkly. No, no. I had to be loud. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll be back here at some point. Of course, of course, we'll be glad to have you. Yeah, you know, changing and remind me next time. I'll definitely share yes. everything black and white. Yes, All right. So, uh, I was born in the 90s mm-hmm. uh, in a family of seven kids. Mm-hmm. I am the fourth born, so I am literally the middle child. Okay. Right. Uh, so um I'd say I went when I was when I was growing up, mm-hmm. you know, I think all of us know issues of being a middle child. Usually we, we are usually the forgotten people. Right. Tell us about it. You may not yeah, know so, all of us. <laughs> if if I may say, if I yeah. if I say forgotten people, mm-hmm. um I'd say most most attention um, your parents goes to firstborns wale wako juu and as time went by wale wanyo wakuchini kabisa wanyo wakuchini kabisa those are the people who got most attention so since mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the next I was I was just hanging mm-hmm. but you know as humans when things when you feel like something is not working is not probably going the way it, it should be according to you you do anything possible to make it work. Right. So I used to find myself doing things to to get attention from my parents, mm-hmm. and I used to get I used to get attention from my mom when I do these things. And trust me, it was of course I was I was trying to balance the good and the bad things, mm-hmm. but clearly I was extremely naughty. So I was a very <laughs> naughty kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was right, a very right. very naughty kid, and yeah. also among, I was I was think I was among the best when it comes to certain things. Mm. So if I am, I, I had I had extremes. I am either very extremely nice or right. extremely bad. Okay, so what you're trying to say is, you mm-hmm. being a little child, it kind of cost you to adapt to some you know some something else that you, yes. you, you try to seek attention or you try to get recognized because you felt that you know you are not given enough attention yes and with that it actually mm-hmm. it actually played a very huge role in who i am today yeah. and also in shaping my personality as a person right yeah because either things i used to find very very important to me and others not important to me so in that i found myself having out of seven of us mm-hmm. mimi ndo nilichapwa zaidi mm-hmm. na mama 
so i was just trying to seek attention and yeah. i think i was thinking i was seeking it in a very wrong way mm. so it landed me in so much trouble but funny thing uh in all my years my dad has never beaten me despite being very despite being the nokiest yeah. imagine mama alikuwa vita proper ya 2 hours eh ya 2 hours straight and yeah. our home was literally for, um, those african homes right. and we were so many so we were all all of us were really trying to fight for our space in the family mm. yeah so finding myself doing things so when kama ukuko hapo unasikiza i know that ukuko peke yako hata si tulikuwa tunaona vita idea I've seen this this meme going around where like you know Gen Zs cannot take enough pressure yeah. like in a work environment I can be a funny yes. and I say my ways you, you know yes. such things yeah. so these are really tough and bana sisi mm. yeah. Mm. yeah and I can see I can clearly see that with my younger siblings mm. yes those are clearly generation Gen Z oh yeah. <laughs> oh why how right. did you <laughs> uh, what what they consider a struggle is what was was uh, well, nothing that you can call a struggle true that's very true mm. yeah you were saying something yeah so i was i was uh, as i was growing up mm-hmm. um i uh, one of the things that i re- that really stood out for me right. was um especially in school i was i was this kind of person who everybody will go to right. when they are looking for a solution to something mm-hmm. or when they want to have something organized so it brought me to becoming a prefect becoming a head girl mm-hmm. all that in primary school so yeah. in the process mm-hmm. um one of my teachers mentioned that um would make a very good um counselor so right. like <laughs> me? no you you must be kidding you must be playing <laughs> uh-huh, yes. yeah. so but i i found myself um solving problems for people um mm. advising people in school and the kind of advice i used to give people especially it was um sana sana around relationships yes in school uh-huh. um also we used to have a group of friends that we used to study together Yeah. And uh, I was the one who was advising people on the way to study. I'm not saying that I was an A student. Right. But at least I knew or rather I had an idea of how to. I just had the the know-how. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just had the know-how of things. Okay. Yeah, so that was me uh, as I was growing up. Yeah. So, um as I was growing up, I I I, I knew that I'd probably end up in a in a counseling center or in a counseling um institution mm-hmm. but Would when I like got that? to my to my teenage yes to my so come again sorry like um you already had an idea that you wanted to follow that kind of path yes okay. yes 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 I knew I wanted to become a psychologist yes that's how I broke it down to if I was to practice it as a career mm. how would I be able to practice it So I was I was able to do it as a counseling psychologist but I wanted to do something broad. So that's what led me to choosing um to do psychology in campus. Mm, that's interesting. Now really interesting. we are back let's go back to when I was when I on on the onset of teenage food. Yes. So I had problems of self esteem mm. and um I was I had a problem with how I looked because mm-hmm. I had a ho- I had a terrible hormonal imbalance which made me look more of a boy yeah. 
than a girl. Yes. And as I was growing up, I grew up with my brother very closely. We look like twins because we have an age difference of about one year. Yeah. I suppose one year and probably three months. Uh-huh. So growing up, we literally grew up as twins. So confused. Come. It was terrible because I thought mommy used to buy us the same clothes. I can buy a dino short, I mean, buy a short. I can buy a vest and buy a vest. I can buy a shirt. So mm. it really messed up with my identity. Nice. Now, I wasn't sure if I, if I, if I, and mom usually insisted on me shaving my head. So shaving you used my to hair. Shave your head. I used to shave my hair. Oh, we used wow. to go to the barber shop, me and my brother. <laughs> Imagine to oh, get that's about Jordan water. <laughs> Jordan says, you're sufficient. <laughs> imagine. So, yeah. you can yeah. imagine how it was growing up mm-hmm. as um, a, a girl yeah. and yet doing things boys do. Mm. So, I only got a very small chance when I was very young to do my hair. Mm. And the reason I resulted to um, shaving my head was we were playing one day with my brother and he... Um, an accident happened to me, a kaniskuma, and I fell over from a lorry. And instead of landing, of instead of landing with my feet, I landed on, I landed on my head. So, so I started bleeding. Look what is that? No, this, all these boy things. You I was doing everything, boys. Maybe we are We call it wajake. Hey, eh, that one. I don't know if you guys can relate, but yes. The Jew is about you know with them like wait what I know Oh my goodness oh mm. this is very interesting Tuluko tumetengeneza siso kwa kwa lorry imagine Yeah So parents are in the house they just came from the they just came from the market because mm. my parents used to uh, get get food stuff from the shambas and then wana leta kwa soko and they sell. So after Malzakazi, gari home. Now it was time for play. Now we used to go to Natunafunga Kakamba. Actually, they never used to. How can I fung where your camba? Your camba is going to be in the apple because they're going to draw. They are going to be in the apple. It was a normal thing for us to do. Yeah. Yeah, this one time, I saw a car. I was, I, my brother was on the seesaw. I was the one pushing him. Yeah. And then I saw a car coming from behind me yes. and it was nice it's really i just i just turned in the corner the color and the color and color red so color yeah. is a very captivating color yeah. definitely so the amount of seconds my brother would take when dambele alafu kurudi nyuma was like just enough for me to turn my head yeah. admire the car and that's how i lost my mind and he akakuja kama minigonga and mlango ilikuwa fupi so akanigonga na nika nikaanguka from nikaanguka side ya nyuma so instead of landing on my feet I landed on my head right so I got I got like a stone inside my head but it was removed mm-hmm. yeah, so from then that's when I I had to shave my hair yeah so um all this explains how it it affected me knowing my identity right. and actually identifying as a woman or as a girl so teenagehood arrived. Um, all the feelings of being a teenager were there, mm. but I had nothing physical appearing like for me to that. look like a girl. Yeah, nothing was happening because I had a terrible hormonal imbalance. Yeah. So my um, as I was as I when I joined um, high school, mm. um, my I, I hadn't gotten my periods too. So I really had a very terrible identity crisis in here. Yeah. Um, I knew very well I was a girl, but I couldn't feel like a girl. Mm. You understand? I, I guess. Uh, eh, but I, I decided that I gotta start. I, I, I know I can, I guess I should start identifying as a woman or as a girl. Right. Okay. So this so, whole time you're, you've grown up, you're been through your teenagehood mm. you're starting to have um you know self-esteem issues yes you know, changes you know so how, how did this make you feel being knowing that it's your time to to start changing but it's not happening apart from the self-esteem did it make you feel yeah. um intimidated you know maybe your other siblings were already 
mm. changing? What? How did it make you feel? It definitely made me intimidated sometimes, because mm-hmm. um, we used to go, we used to go for shopping, and all my sister, all my younger, my younger sisters would pick sanitary yeah. towels. Yeah. And yeah. me, the elder sister, is not picking sanitary towels, so. I used to even feel some type of way going for shopping with my siblings or my mom bringing me for shopping as we do for shop- as we do shopping for everybody else. Yeah. It's it, it at a point it made me feel almost less of a person and I was facing a fear of probably being transferred to either a mixed school or a boys school. Yeah. I was that naive. I thought me with all the, with everything that I have I'd be transferred to a boys' school because I clearly had an Adam's apple and I was looking like a boy. I was even acting what? like a boy. What? Imagine yeah. I was acting like a boy because if you, if you date back to how I grew up, yeah, I grew up very closely to my elder brother. Mm. I, I, have, I had an elder sister, but we were not close. Mm. We actually used to fight a lot. So, right. to avoid me, I avoid you, period. So anything womanly, probably I saw it in my mom. But I, 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 I think somewhere when uh, I was in my late um, teenagehood, and yeah. I, I started, I started feeling like an actual woman. I started, I started feeling like I should be dressing like a woman. I started feeling like I should be, I should actually be um, more of a woman than. Yeah look like a tomboy because yeah. i was a tomboy and i was not comfortable in that skin because mm. with that it resulted to to girls in in um, high school hitting on me and yeah. girls hitting on me in high school made me um i was scared for real i got scared but i was scared for my life right. you know yeah. <laughs> imagine that's wow that's that's, that's really so crazy. i crazy yeah it's crazy man. let me tell you something let me tell you something yeah <laughs> i when i'm when i'm talking about this it is actually making me realize some things mm-hmm. about myself that I, I just they just passed me by yeah but right now most, so most things are making yeah, it's sense. like you're reliving that moment and you're feeling Eh, it's like I'm reliving this thing. So, all this is is not only helping the people listening to this podcast, but yeah. also myself. You're also finding something. Because mm. yeah, I'm sure it's not just me who went through a, a terrible identity crisis. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah you so, yeah. So, it's when good. I decided now I want to do more of, of woman things, girly things. That's when I realized um, there is makeup. You can mm-hmm. actually make yourself look more of a girl with makeup. Yeah. So I, I didn't put much thought to it because my mom was not a makeup person. My sister was not also a makeup person. My mom used to wear lipstick only and wanja. Mm. Wanja ni eye pencil. Actually, the older generation that we used to be like the standard, what yeah, that's the best makeup you could ever put on. Mm. Can I say lovely? You are even better. Can I say lovely when you can laugh? I remember the adverts on TV, it used to be everywhere. It used to be everywhere, and everyone yeah. was wearing nice and lovely. I mean, when you walk in town, everyone is smelling like nice and lovely. Nice and lovely. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a stage, and I'm, I'm glad clear. that we passed it. Now yeah. it is more advanced. Yeah. I think this is this is this is the most interesting thing because this is what this is the part where um, everything probably changed for me. Because mm-hmm. um, my brother, then the one that we grew up um, very closely as twins, right. him he was girlish. Mm-hmm. So things used to look like I took some of his testosterone and he took yeah. some of my oestrogen. Yeah, yeah, because I was acting more of a boy, mm-hmm. and he was he was acting more of a girl. Right. Yeah. So it was it was it was it was kind of crazy and very very confusing. It was mm-hmm. nothing that you can call normal 
mm. in those times that we were growing right. all right yeah right. so him he started doing um he started pursuing makeup so when i was in high school in my late teenagehood yeah. him he had already finished um high school and he was in campus already so he started um pursuing makeup um alianza kufanya watu makeup kidogo kidogo so mm. i'd say he is the person who introduced me to makeup yeah. um widely right because right? right. he used to he used to go out learn and then come practice on our faces mm. and i was uh, i was a sister who was older than the ones who are below me yeah. my younger sisters mm. so me 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 doing him doing makeup on me yeah was more acceptable because you are more ideal you're, you know you are older you're like the most ideal person yes, i am older my face looks more doesn't look like a baby like he can do a shadow and eyeliner and lashes on me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. okay so everything he used to do on my face as he was practicing mm. i used to i used to feel everywhere he anapitia na brush na pencil na nini and then i would go to a mirror as later on probably the following day and try to do what he just did on me yeah. yeah and i realized i'm not i'm not so bad i'm not so bad at it mm. so this yeah. whole time you're you're being attracted to makeup now you're realizing that you know there's you know after all this identity crisis mm. there's mm. makeup you can put it on you're getting fascinated yes. with this yeah and my brother is more interested in makeup so it's mm. getting there's something i skipped mm. when i wore makeup mm-hmm. it made me feel more of a woman and when i wore makeup it made me feel like i want to dress up mm-hmm. like i want to pose and show my hips yeah. i want to pose and show my beauty mm-hmm. that is how makeup made me started making me feel right all right and that's how, that's when i started embracing my femininity right and um actually loving it and loving myself in that state loving myself in that situation actually what you're saying is this mm. um stage is when i began to find modeling because at some point in your life you were actually doing modeling right exactly exactly okay. Okay. so when 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 i when i started practicing makeup myself doing makeup mm. on myself yeah um i joined campus and in campus there was a chance for me to join modeling right. and i said why not hop on this chance so i just jumped on it because i knew um i was I, i identified myself as a woman and not just a woman i identified myself as an amazing woman mm-hmm. and when i entered modeling competitions i didn't enter the competitions with fear of not winning because in the in the time when i when in the time when i started doing makeup that is when it dawned on me that you're actually a woman and not just a woman you're actually a very very pretty woman yeah your so, self esteem now is coming back and you're feeling my you self esteem now is coming for, back yeah yeah makeup is now making me feel more beautiful more lovelier more everything because in terms of in terms of beauty i never used to get compliments of beauty even though mm-hmm. my nickname when i was growing up was kasupu <laughs> imagine guys imagine my nickname was kasupu in the time and i was wearing like a boy when we were back in yasa you know <laughs> so i hope everything is connecting now so yeah now we are we are in um i'm now in campus and um i am taken away from my brother that's when yeah. the the actual separation happened because my brother mm-hmm. was schooling in Nairobi i was schooling in Chuka in Chuka University yeah so those are miles away and this the yes. separation happened for literally four years So I I only got a chance to see him like three months in um in a year. Um sometimes he used to come visit but go visit in Skumoja, Kamirudi, we couldn't connect as much. Yeah. Right? So I was I was done with school 
and um, before before finishing school, I had I did my internship in at Nairobi Women's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Okay, I didn't like the experience. Really? Okay, the experience was amazing, but I didn't like how I was made. I was I was made to feel because mm-hmm. which was which was working at uh, working at Nairobi Women's. You're working at the at the section of GVRC, gender based violence yeah. center. So in that time in that in that center, um you you deal with very sensitive patients. Mm-hmm. You deal with patients of assault, meaning they they need to be treated with a lot of sensitivity. That's right. Yeah. So there are things that you cannot you cannot wear. You can there are ways you cannot present yourself so that you do not become like a point of trauma or a point of reminder That's of right. their trauma. Or like right. a trigger of some sort. Yes, you really want to become a. You are not allowed to wear in some type of way because you really want to become a trigger to those to those um, uh, victims. You also didn't. You also were not supposed to look um, intimidating mm-hmm. to the victims because there is a way you can dress and look very intimidating to someone. All right, let's say like you're wearing full makeup, you're wearing like a red outfit mm-hmm. and heels on. You know, when someone appears to you like that, already in a room, already you feel like this person is on top of the world. You understand what I mean? Yeah, because already this, that, person, this other, you know, the victim feels already their self-esteem is taken away, their yeah. dignity. So in a way, yes. it might come out or come off as intimidating. I, I do understand that. Yes, that's true. Mm. All right. So um, I was not allowed to dress in a certain way. I was also not allowed to wear makeup, heavy makeup. Okay, I wouldn't do my eyes. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't wear red lipstick because yeah. my bosses used to say that is not allowed here. That is not part of our. That's not part of our um, outlook. So right. just don't don't do it. Please wear. Please wear like this. And in the moment, mm-hmm. I knew and I figured out myself that the only way I can be able to express myself is with how I look. I'm not a very, I'm not very expressive in uh, talk. I cannot express to you exactly how I feel at the moment with the way I talk. Yeah. But you can see it clearly with how I'm dressed mm-hmm. and 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 how my face looks. Yeah. And also wearing makeup and dressing up so well, putting putting on heels and showing up for work. That is what I imagine myself doing. Mm. So I remember women didn't give me the chance and. By the time I was done with the internship, yeah. it was clear in my head that um, this is not what I want for myself. Okay. So basically, the the entire psychology thing or um, that kind of environment, what is it that you decided you were not, you know, you, it was not resonating with you with? Um, one was the setting of the job. Yeah. The setting of the job was in a hospital. Yeah. So meaning I am dealing with with victims of extreme cases. That's right. So in the moment I was not comfortable and it and it, it messed up my mental health at the moment. Mm. And having to listen to cases of assault, like eighty-five percent of the cases were men raping women, men beating up women. We used to get only like two percent of cases of men that men have been assaulted. Mm. All right, so it's a very small number. So, and me being a woman, mm-hmm. I am relating to these victims very on very high percentages. Right. All right. So it made me feel like men are animals. Men are men are just very bad people, which mm. brings me to. Um, at that moment when I was working at Nairobi Women's, I actually broke up with my boyfriend because I knew I, I just related him to all these cases of Vicious assault, assault. kidnaps, yeah. Yeah. Um, beatings, rape, all that. Because yeah. when I listen to cases every day, I am definitely dealing with people who have been assaulted by men. By men. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't know how to separate my personal life with my work life. Mm-hmm. So at the moment I was living with my brother, 
the same brother we are talking about. Yeah. And um, he also told me at some point, this thing is kind of damaging your mental yes. health. Nice. Yes, because I couldn't stay still sometimes. Sometimes I wake up at night um, with a lot of... I just imagine I used to get anxiety mm-hmm. from a dream. So it basically, was, this secondary trauma is now trickling down into you. Yes. You now, secondary trauma is now, I'm now absorbing it. Yeah. And actually, I'm letting it affect me. So, when I was done with my internship at Nairobi Women's, mm-hmm. and I was back to school to finish my final year, yeah. um, I realized I'm employment, getting employed at in a hospital setting or in a mental health institution, mm-hmm. it's not something for me right it also it was also pressing me in some way because i w- i could not be myself well while i was working mm-hmm. in such a setting so that's when i decided this cannot be for me mm-hmm. and once i was done with campus yeah. um my brother was kind enough to um to ask me um to do to i come over he trains me i do makeup yeah. um before you find something to do because after school some most of us we tarmac you understand mm, that's right that's true yeah now i didn't have that time to tarmac god was gracious to me mm. um i went that's directly you're into already, you're already connecting with makeup more than you know the your professional mm. path which was secondary yes makeup. Uh, so i yeah. found myself now um, I was I was trained and then I was I started doing makeup. Yeah. Now the when I found myself connecting to makeup deeply was mm-hmm. every time I did makeup on someone, how I made how they left their studio feeling mm-hmm. is I think what I used to feed on or that is what used to make me feel so good about myself. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I and I immediately knew that now this is actually the thing. Because my client is not only living, she's not the only one living happy. Mm-hmm. She's also leaving me at the studio feeling awesome about right. making her happy and right. also feeling amazing about mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Right. And that is how I found myself into. You're feeding off this energy, this. It's giving you so much joy to do it. Yes. It's giving me so yes. much happiness and a lot of peace within me because it's not something that I had to struggle so that I can feel nice about. I didn't have to struggle to make a living out of it. It was just happening for me. Alright? So this is when I realized girl, you're gonna do this. And in that way, because I, I, one of the things, one of some of the ways that i able to express myself is how I look, my outer appearance. Because I'm not so good at speaking and telling people how I feel or speaking my mind. It's not so, I'm not so good at that. But I can easily speak from actions and the actions that I'm doing for myself. Yes. So and it's, when, I, when I say how, how when I say that I dress, um, my dressing and how I look um, yeah. expresses, I can be able to express myself through that. It is so clear when I am feeling so low, when I'm feeling, when I'm having um, mental issues of probably I am approaching depression or probably I'm feeling sad about a certain phase in my life. I don't even put, I don't put much effort in how I look. I easily throw on a pair of jeans and a hoodie and probably sneakers. And that's it. On days that I am really, really happy, you'd see me going all the way with my outfit. I'd have a head wrap on. I'd wear very nice sandals or very nice heels. I'd wear a very lovely dress that actually accentuates my my body curves, shows, you know, you understand what I mean? So I, dressing um, makes me, it's like, um, how do how do I say this? It like um, it like helps me express what I'm feeling inside. Okay, yeah. So it gives you you get this. Um, you know, you're able to express yourself through your outfit and how you you know how you dress more yes. than you're able to actually communicate in person. Yeah. All right. 
Mm. Okay, so now you've discovered makeup. Um, mm. You say that, you know, you first became interested because your brother now used to do it. Now he has taught you. And so mm. through your journey of becoming, um, you know, a makeup artist, what are mm-hmm. some of the challenges that you have had to go through? Okay, so uh, makeup makeup industry is a service in the service industry so and um being the service industry usually people are very very specific about who is offering the service to them i will yeah. go to, I, will, I will give a specific example of let's say men you have right. a specific barber who does you who shaves your hair ah, okay true, true. when yeah, you go to that yes yeah. Okay. You know? yeah, so right. you know? some type of way that you makes you feel. Yeah. So mm-hmm. me working with my brother, it meant um mm-hmm. I was I was his direct assistant. So meaning my right. rates were a bit lower than his. Right. But the idea was to be able to give everybody a very amazing experience when it comes to makeup. So definitely my rates were were a bit lower than his because he wanted to cut down on the number of people that he is getting in contact with. Because yeah. you, you see, you cannot you cannot do makeup on 100 people in a day. It's not practical. It's, it's, it's very tiresome. But you can have someone who can produce the same quality of work as you do yeah and surprisingly somehow somewhat i am i i got it and i'm doing it mm. right so Great. before you, my biggest challenge was before a client um agrees for me mm. to do their makeup it's it's always a, maybe it, it, maybe it, you could tell Maybe you could mm-hmm. tell the you know the the audience who your brother is. You know, Shanga is this guy who's doing oh, this yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my brother is a makeup guru in Kenya, yeah. and he has been a makeup artist for mm-hmm. um, five years now. Mm-hmm. And his name is Dennis Karori. Right. So Dennis Karori um, was that cowboy we were talking about from when we were growing up. He's the same guy. He's the same boy. <laughs> Grew up, became yeah. a guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys see him on social media, he's probably dre- dressing like a chick, and he, I, I'd say yeah. he is more gorgeous than yeah. I am, for right. real. He, he can. He, I think he has embraced femininity more than I have. So people now are able to understand who this makeup. Yeah. Artist. You know, when you say my brother is better than me at makeup, mm. you know now they have a picture. Oh of yeah, what yeah, kind yeah. Of, You know, makeup you're talking about. Yeah. So Denise Karori yeah. is the one. If you guys nice. are able, please check him out because you'll understand. You'll understand where all this is coming in. Right. Yeah. So. So you're saying about challenges. So people, the, your rates be, became lower mm-hmm. now because now you have. Yes, to my my rates had to become lower because mm-hmm. I am still new in the industry and my experience is not that much. People pay expensive for experience because in in service industry, for your industry, sana. Of course, guys, yake ni amazing. Hours, you know, when you do something over yeah. and over and over, you become this master artist. Mm. Mm. So you like pay him for that. Because he has but this I'm not saying that being I have really improved <laughs> over time. And say I am amazing. Yeah. If you look at what I'm doing and what he's doing. Doing a great job. Always yeah. on a different kubwasana. Mm. See, uh, so sometimes Dennis gets overbooked, and yeah. um, now the spill, the spillover has to fall on me. Now, for mm. the clients whose spillover have to fall on me, the question mm. is: Is she good? Will she do my makeup well? I'm scared that she's not as good as you are. I'm scared that da, 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 da. That, mm. that is one of my biggest challenge that I'm that I'm facing in um in this right. industry. Yes, and when and as I was as I was growing, right now I am two years into this career. Yeah. So during my first year, it's really the beginning of my first year, mm-hmm. I have done makeup on at least one client mm-hmm. who I did makeup on and she said that she didn't like it. Oh wow. Yeah. Now so is that it actually happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens. And and yeah. they remove it. You know, as guys, when you go to a barber, you, you talked about a barber. Baba, mm. kama ni yana kunyonga kunyo vibaya. 
Mm. It's very hard to tell him that ah si fit so you'll be like ah iko sawa hey. kitu sawa but unarudi home and be like what so msemefanya Did I sit na nikafanywai kazi kwa kichwa yangu you know <laughs> Right <laughs> So for makeup it's a bit flexible because yeah. it is something that you can put on and put and, and remove it Ah uh, that's right easily Yeah You know so yeah. that was um that that's what that's one of the biggest challenge that i'm facing that in the makeup faced, yeah. yes the makeup yeah. industry the other one is um clients don't pay you they don't pay you yeah they don't pay you they come mm-hmm. they do you get their makeup done um yeah. and then they just decide they're not gonna pay so not because the makeup is not good but yeah. they tell you let me just um, i'll send you the cash <laughs> You know the lie. You know the lie. I think most of us will yeah, yeah. lie. I think you have come. I will. Oh, tell you, I'm going to fake even come. Eh, akikwambia narudi. So, but the unpaying clients are usually one out of 50 or one out of 100. Mm. They're not so many. So like that. Okay, it's still, it's still a challenge, yeah. It's it's still a challenge. It's still it's still a challenge, yeah. Mm. Wow, that is actually very interesting, guys. I'm, I know you're getting so much from from what Joy is saying. There's so mm. many challenges in these things. So, can I let say when I'm succeed in one field? Mm. Of course, mm-hmm. it, it, it just doesn't happen overnight. It, there's a lot of challenges. There's, there's a lot of uh, setbacks. Worked on on great people yeah. in the country. Worked on celebrities. So, what are some of the highlights that you've gotten, maybe mm-hmm. from your work? whether you've gotten good feedback from, from mm. people that you worked on and so on yeah yeah okay so one of the biggest biggest highlights of my work is mm. amazing feedback from mm-hmm. my clients yeah because that is what keeps us or rather keeps me personally going All right and there are there an actual confirmation that i am getting better day by day mm. so it is a source of motivation for myself yeah all right the other highlight is that makeup artistry it is a luxury job i'd clearly say i'd i'd, I'd say it's a luxury job because mm. you are not everybody wears not everybody will pay like a good amount of money to get their makeup done Not That's everybody true. was going to a makeup artist to get their makeup done, right? Yeah. And where we have set ourselves in this industry, we mm. are, we are actually. When I say I am working with the makeup guru, one of the makeup mm-hmm. gurus in Kenya, mm-hmm. you can imagine where we are, where we are at. That's yes, right. as a brand. Mm. Okay. So it's up there. It's way up there. Yes, it's way up there. So mm. dealing with clients who are way up there. When I was growing up these clients were these people used to look we used to seem like one of us to come over kaka story wala tunaona kwa tv unajua yes you wouldn't think that people are actually exist but now you have actually met with them in person you have worked on their faces they have been satisfied they keep coming back they keep coming they keep coming back is another highlight That's right. <laughs> it's a, it's That's right. That's true. Yeah, because doing mm-hmm. it and then they just do it once it means mm. something was wrong. But to mm. keep coming, they are regulars means you're doing something good. Yes. Wow. So these people that we used to see on TV, in a movie too. Yeah. Those are the people I'm, I am interacting with. Yeah. And um, I'd say over time I've be, I've become really good at what I'm doing. Mm. So. Doing makeup and actually pursuing makeup as a makeup artist yeah. has had a very great impact um, in my life in terms of confidence in myself, mm. and um, it has it has um, it has also helped me realize um, a gap in the industry or in the world, because we all know women wakienda salon mengesiuko na udaku. But it, big up to salon salonists big up, big up to nail artists to mm-hmm. um, i don't know about massage uh, i don't know about masseuse but uh, hairstylists all those right. people right. those people are unpaid therapists mm-hmm. like literally 
So the reason I say, the reason I say they're unpaid uh, unpaid therapists is because women are very chatty, mm. and they can easily express how they feel. Great. Okay. So being Great. being working as a makeup artist has made me identify that um, women have issues too. Women have mental problems too. And being a be, being a, a trained psychologist, yeah. these, these are things that stand out from these are things that stand out in people. And mm-hmm. in the process of my industry, in the process of my career, mm-hmm. I have realized I have I have found a way of merging the two. Yeah. Found a way of merging makeup and therapy, right. um, so that I can be able to help people maximally not only in terms of how they feel because you as a makeup artist and i think other makeup artists can attest to this uh an individual can come into your studio and they're feeling Mm -hmm. all low probably they've just had an argument somewhere or they're just having a very basic feeling or very basic energy they're neither happy nor sad but work or two but once they put on that makeup it changes everything it changes their mood. It changes right. how they talk about themselves. It changes the kind of affirmations they say to themselves. Right. It changes, yes, it changes the amount of confidence that they have, they have um, about themselves. That's not what I mean. Right. Yeah. So, so speaking about um, identifying that need, um, you know, you as especially people that are doing these services, makeup, nails mm-hmm. hair yeah. being unpaid therapists yes so recently you started something in relation to that maybe you could tell the audience what it is uh what you aim to do with it and, and so on exactly thank you so much for that opportunity yeah. so um me saying that um salonists or service providers to women are unpaid therapists uh this is what i mean um, a woman can come into a salon and she will have a story, she will blabber to you. My daughter, yesterday, my daughter last two weeks, my yeah. son's school, I went for visiting. This has this happened. My car is my house, my my mortgage, you know, Lord Bank in Anisumbo. You understand? Right. So they will give you all sorts of stories now for me as a makeup artist who is a trained therapist mm. i just sat like this and observed and so uh this all these things and how these people are reacting to certain things yeah. it is yeah. not it is not a matter of you know this is something that happened yesterday you understand Right. And because I understand human behavior and I understand how it can date back to your life Even experiences. Childhood, you mean you may, you've been yes, childhood, previous traumas, mm-hmm. uh, your current life, current situation, current pressing issues. Sure. You understand? Yeah. And with right. that, I have found a way of adding a professional touch mm-hmm. to Udaku. Professional touch to okay? Udaku. Yes, a professional <laughs> touch to Udaku, to Udaku. quote unquote, <laughs> so that. And my goal is I need to make, I wanted to make sure that my clients, once they leave this place, they not only leave this place looking or rather feeling physically amazing, Mm. but they also feel mentally amazing and also emotionally very stable. Mm. So that is the gap that I'm trying to bridge. Right. All right. And that is the, that is the, that is the loophole that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, in women trying to go at uh, trying to become better people, okay? Because so, when you go to these salons, there are yeah. so many different types of advice that they get. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but people are not the same. Experiences are so different. People are people are, are they have been um, built so differently. That's right. All That's right? right. And one thing that can work for a person, not the same thing that can work for another person. 
Mm. So you need to understand person from an individual people are different point. people that's right yes from an individual point and that is why i am bringing therapy into this into these sessions because right. one man said mm. um i can't quote his name because i'm not so sure about his name mm-hmm. but when you listen to a speech yeah. made when you are seated and another person listens to the same speech as they're doing an activity like, um, let's say, they're exercising and someone is talking to them. Yeah. You know, three months later, when that person, when those two people are put in a room and asked, what do you remember about, about the speech on this day and a speech on this day, the person who was given a speech in the day that they, they were doing an exercise they they remember more, like eighty five percent of the person that was speech, seated, right? Than the person uh, who was just seated. Yes. That is so merging therapy. Yes. Period. Merging therapy with with uh, an exercise which is makeup, an activity which is makeup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It it impacts more mm. to that person because this right. person will look at that. Will, this person can look at a mirror later on in the day or or the two or three months later and remember me doing their brows mm. or me doing their lippy yeah and all and rem- and remembering what i said mm. and remembering wow. what i what they what they said to me yeah. because i had asked them to tell me how they felt about the situation and right. when they were when they speak when they remember how they felt about the situation they can be able to think I am feeling. I felt like this because of this and this and this, and I think that eases the feeling of it. It makes that feeling if it's so bad, it makes that feeling a bit becomes like less of a burden. Yes, it becomes less of a burden, and you can be able to you can be able to manage it. And you know, I'm actually connecting what you're saying. You know. You said something to do with trust. You know, when you're doing makeup on someone, this is someone mm-hmm. who is in trust. There's a certain level of trust that they've, they've yeah. you know, given you. Yeah. More than just a normal therapy session where someone would come in, you don't mm. know the therapist, you're meeting for the first time. But mm. you being a therapist, you actually, this person already has entrusted you mm. with a service. You know, you're working yeah. with their face. You're trying to make them look better. Mm. So even the information that they give you while yeah. you know doing the makeup mm. is more they they give it in a friendly way they're not yes. hiding anything and they're they can actually so trust open. you for it exactly exactly and you know if they trust me with it it yeah. means i am gonna be able to give maximum help that's right wow all right wow. as wow. opposed yeah. to just to just listening and giving any mm. kind of advice Right. You know, we and of course as... being trained, it's it's easier to pay any to any. No, no, any to, In fact, I do pay advice. Yeah. You know how we do it. We actually yeah, lead course. you to getting the solutions to your problems. You're helping them solve their own problem. It's yeah, not. You're helping them solve it's their problems. Right. Yeah, and I think as humans, we have so much, so much, so much, so much going on, and it happens on a daily basis. Yeah. And if you can master the art of knowing yourself and how you react to one, two, three situations, mm. it it makes life so much easier for you. It makes my it makes life so much easier for you. So we can also put this as a highlight to my career. Right. Mm. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's it's a it's a very new discovery. What I realized yeah. is that our our field is so much about discovering, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, ne- it's not been fully exploited to the point where we can say we already have all the remedies for every kind of sickness and stress yes. or whatever. It's a constant mm. discovery. Yeah. To the- That's very interesting, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel so much challenged. I'm sure someone out there feels challenged. Thank You've you. talked about self-esteem. You've talked about identity crisis. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you feel at some point right now, maybe you have know that it's it's just a face you know yeah. you, mm. you will outgrow it you'll get to a place you discover what you 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 love to do 
you know, mm-hmm. our, our last episode was actually about purpose, mm-hmm. being able to find what you love to do. And you know, mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. kama wewe wakatulikuwa na your identity crisis, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was hard for you to think you feel you don't deserve, you know, ni kama hauko, haus, yeah. you just, you, you unajitharao, yeah? But once yes. you start to grow it, you start to become mm. more courageous. Yeah. So we appreciate that That's you shared true. that. And of mm. course, um, being a person in this profession right now, it's like your major field of, you know, expertise. Mm. Yes. Of course, there's um, some lessons that you've learned. What can you tell mm. someone out there, someone that is new to this, they're mm. trying it, maybe they feel they're being discouraged, what advice can you give to them? Um, um, this is what I'd say. This is what I advise someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a moment. Just a moment. Um, uh, okay. Just a moment. Please hold on. No, it's all right. It's all right. I've got it out. Mm. All right, this is what I can advise someone, and not just advising people. Mm-hmm. I'd, st- I'd start from advising people who want to become makeup artists. Yeah. And then I will do a general advice for everybody else in terms of mental wellness, in terms of confusion, in terms of identity crisis, mm-hmm. and all that. Okay, so in terms of makeup, um, if you're trying to become a makeup artist and you are new to it, what I'd say, what I'll tell you is anyone can become a makeup artist. Regardless of your gender, regardless of how of who you identify as, regardless, you can actually do it. And one and good thing about a skill is that it will always get better as long as you keep on doing it. Yeah. So don't you feel discouraged because one, two, three people don't like your work. And trust me, there is someone somewhere seated secretly admiring what you do even if they don't tell you even if they don't show it trust me there is someone somewhere who is watching you every day and someone who is admiring what you do and trust me in some cases the people who wish they can be where you are right so wherever whatever you do just imagine just know that you are advantaged more than a thousand of other people Okay. The other thing I'd say is be patient with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I say be very, very patient with yourself. Even if you ca- you're not getting something in a day, you're not getting something in a week, just give yourself time. Be very patient with yourself. As long as you are doing it and doing it every day, it's gonna get you somewhere. This is this is this is where I'd say that consistency can can outdo talent so easily and very very fast someone can be very very talented at doing something but if you are consistent in doing something you become better than the talent because we humans have a very great um, how do I say this? Have a very great potential of becoming or doing whatever. Our yeah. minds are they're not they're not limited. Mm. It is only the things that we learn along the way that make us limit ourselves. Yeah. But the true thing, the, the truest thing is that we are not limited. We can do anything that we want to do. We can do anything that we set our mind to. Yeah. And the vice versa is also correct. If you don't do something about it, you will definitely not become something about it. You won't. Yes. If you don't put energy into something, if you don't put the work into it, it will not give you results. Yes. But if you spend your time, if you put your energy, if you spend your resources into that thing, it will definitely pay off. 
All right, and now on to the general that advice. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, on to the general advice for everybody. What I'd say is get to understand yourself. Get to know why you behave the way you behave. Yeah. And in your mind every day, remind yourself that you are an amazing person. Because over time, this is what I have learned, despite feeling that, feeling like I was not a good, I was not good enough for becoming a woman, if when I felt that I was not good enough for one, two, three things, despite having challenges in my career, I still put myself out there and know that I am the greatest. And what I'd say counts the most is the conversation you have with yourself. Right. What do you tell yourself? What conversation, do, when you wake up or rather when you look at a mirror, what do you see in that mirror? What do you, what do you tell yourself? That is what counts because I'll tell you for sure, whatever, however you see yourself, it is exactly how other people see you. And this does not just apply to friends and family. It applies to even your spouse. Yeah. It also applies to even your children. How do you carry yourself? And however you put yourself, nobody is limiting you to just tell yourself that you're like, don't tell yourself you're a basic human being living somewhere. No, 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 no. You can feel yourself, feel yourself in every aspect. Feel yourself and tell yourself, I'm the most beautiful woman in this world. I'm the most, I'm the richest woman in this world. Trust me, it's not easy. It's not yeah. easy. It is, you have picked everything, you have absorbed comments you have absorbed results of situations back in, in your previous life in your previous experience but what is true is that that is not who you are who you are is who you actually think you are and nobody wow. is can limit you to think you to think the highest of yourself nobody only you the limit is with us and what I tell people every day is don't limit yourself. I am also, me too, I struggled and I'm still struggling with it. I'm just, I think I'm on a, I'm on a different level of struggle. But I have learned over time that I can learn what I was taught. Okay? What I was taught was the eat. I was at the point I was taught like sitting on the back seat and putting everybody else in front was the thing but just imagine if you yourself you put yourself in the front seat who can tell you no who can ask you who can tell you to take the back seat nobody nobody will ask you to take the back seat so Put yourself at the front. Put yourself in the highest level your mind can conceive. Amazing. And change your perception and change your life. Yeah. Period. What I will promise you is that it's not going to be easy. But the mind can learn. It is the most powerful equipment that we have as humans. Mm. A killing your You have nothing else. You have nothing else. And if you even this, I I can give a practical example. If you look at advertisements, Mm -hmm. when people are trying to advertise um, their products, or everything revolves around human psychology, everything, and they will tell you exactly what you wanna hear, and they will corrupt your mind. Okay, so this is this it's it's this thing this can this can become another topic for another day, mm-hmm. but what is there? Think of yourself as the highest 
you can probably think best version of who you are best version of what you can become is that person that you imagine as the most amazing person yeah put yourself there in terms of thinking okay and when you think about it the thinking will start even affecting your behavior and you're even gonna start behaving as that person don't care about those people who are gonna tell you 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 are trying to be a wannabe you're trying to na, na, na. you you know what you're doing for yourself right. and watch god or the universe or every or whatever thing you believe in make it happen for you I, I, i'm so blown away i don't think i could add to that guys you had what um the advice you, you you know that has been given out here and mm. it's just so interesting our minds how how powerful they are yeah. what you perceive what you think <laughs> yeah directly impacts or influences who you become so mm. enjoy that is amazing we are glad that you came and joined us to this episode thank you so much Your presence yeah. is highly appreciated I'm also happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime yeah. we will yeah. definitely call you for more episodes. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you too. Thank you too. I'm really happy to be hosted in this episode. Yeah. And I hope I can share a lot more as we, we, time I goes know you by. have so much to share. So much more. Time in it to limit, but next mm. time we'll definitely share much more. Yes. Right now I think we have enough to absorb. This one you to absorb you with Kimzima and next week. This is yes. a, a, a lifetime <laughs> lesson. Mm. Yeah, guys, thank you for staying with us, listening mm. to this segment of the podcast. Mm. And I hope you got something from it. Till next time, goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>